This is something I, I didn't really think I would care about when I moved here. I'm really going to miss the people. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, this fan base is so passionate about their team and their state. Um, it is very different when there is only one university in the entire state. Everybody rallies around it, no matter where you are. And, you know, seeing the passion from fans, whether it's in response to an article or response to tweets, you know, whatever it is, I've just really appreciated the you know, sometimes friendly banter, sometimes getting mad online, uh, people reading stuff and sharing it. I, I've really appreciated their, their passion. And it's very, you know, I know every, you know, fan base is passionate to an extent, but there's the Wyoming passion is just different. Sports Podcast. I'm your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a, a grand finale, a send-off, a celebration of everything that Michael Katz has done for Wild Sports. He's here with us today as well. It's, it's the send-off episode for Katz as he embarks on a new journey here pretty soon. He'll be going to cover Joey Freshwater and Ole Miss down in the great state of Mississippi, the only state that my home state of Arkansas can proudly claim they're always better than them and everything and everything that they do. But before we get to Michael Katz here, as always, I got to ask, Robert, how's it going? Doing well. Excited for Katz to join us. Sad he's leaving. Appreciate short time. Uh, it's not that short. Two years, right? about two years um so thanks for uh thanks for joining us today making some time i know you're making some travel arrangements trying to figure out the process of moving and uh the dreaded process uh how's that going tell the people how that's going for you cats i know i know it's not going as well as you would would have hoped yeah i mean uh I don't want to get anybody in trouble here, so I'm not going to express my actual feelings on uh, how it's all going. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to get any violations here. Uh, you know, I might just start walking there. Just bring a backpack, maybe an air mattress. Um, it would probably be my cheapest option at this point. I had somebody quote me $10,000 yesterday, and I just like hung up. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing this, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, let's be honest, man. I'm 32. I don't have that much stuff. I'm a 32 single guy. This, it, it, I'm not that difficult. We can we can make this work, guys. I just like I, I'm trying to sell them that this will not be that hard for them, and it's not working. But I'm determined. I will get this figured out. Is is a U-Haul in consideration? Will your stuff fit in a one of those pretty big U-Hauls? Yeah. The only the only problem is that. I might be driving by myself. Um, and obviously I have my car. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily trust myself driving 1200 miles with a U-Haul, uh, attached, obviously in a perfect world, I would have somebody driving the truck. Um, but I don't want to put that on my parents and they're too busy for me anyway. 
Um, so yeah, it, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on, but, uh, I think, I think I found a solution where basically I didn't know this was a thing, but there's a cheaper way to do it. where basically you don't have movers hired. They basically just like give you a truck and say, Hey, we're going to take it there, but it's all up to you to put all the stuff in the truck and take it out. So basically I'm doing that and then finding movers on both ends. So I'm going to basically call everywhere in Oxford, Mississippi today and be like, Hey, are you available on August 5th? Give me like two hours. That's all I ask. I'm sure you could round up some college kids. You know, that's actually something that uh, someone here recommended. They were like, just find some UW wrestlers. And I was like, well, you know, NIL, man, they can profit. Right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's, <laughs> I think that's a, I don't think that's the way to do it. Though I, you know, if uh, if Alonzo Velasquez and Sean Chambers wanted to help me load couches, I wouldn't like say no. Wait, you said couches plural. How many couches do you have? I two. Two couches. Yeah, there's this is so this is actually a sofa bed too. So this is like a guest room. Katz is living a life of luxury, folks. I mean, life of luxury costs uh, a little different here than it did in Los Angeles. So. Uh, and it's about the same as Oxford, which is nice. So the luxury continues and I'll have AC, which is huge. Yeah. AC is a must in the South. I, well, growing up in the South, I didn't realize that you not everywhere didn't have AC. So when I moved out to Laramie, it wasn't really a necessity on most days, but I didn't realize that I didn't even have it. I thought every place just had air conditioning. That was a kind of a weird revelation for myself. What would you say is the biggest item that you have to move? Is it the couches? Uh, my bag of sorrows at this point. It's definitely my bag of sorrows. That's probably heavier than the couch. That's deep. No. That's really deep. No, it's, it's probably uh, it's probably the couches the couches and then number two would probably just be my shoes. I will. I'm a big shoes guy. I, have I did not shoes. know that. Yeah. All right. What's your, what's your, what's your favorite pair of kicks that you have? I mean, I don't wear them that often. Um, but it's probably my bright red, uh, air force ones. I love those. Do you have any Lakers tribute pairs of shoes? No, I have USC ones though that I bought in high school. Back in, them in high school, yeah, like 2005, and they still perfect. They're my Matt Liner shoes back when USC mattered. <laughs> you should you should get Liner to sign them. I do have something signed then, by him, actually, but it's in my parents' house, and you know I don't go there very. Also, they probably wouldn't let me take it anyway. So, <laughs> your parents want the Liner sign memorabilia yeah it's like the, it's like it's like the only it's like, it's like the only memory of me left in the house it's like everything else is just dogs so do, do your parents like us yeah that or is, yeah is no dad went you? there um mom is a fan by proxy just because she has to be um my sister went to grad school there obviously i went to grad school there um i used to actually like hate usc because i didn't get in there for undergrad so I've had a very vicious relationship with them in the last like 15 years. So how long, how long before you bring up with Lane Kiffin, the USC connection? 
You know, I thought about this because on my computer is a big, dumb USC sticker. Um, and so I know at some point, like, I'm going to be typing away and he's going to see it. Um, and he's going to say something. It is pretty wild, though, that, like, he was, you know, obviously he was the USC coach when I was a student reporter there. Um, and uh, truth be told, I wrote a column saying he should be fired when I was the sports editor of the paper. Um, and in my defense, he did get fired the next year. So like, I, you know, good, good for me on that one. But like, I hope that doesn't come up at least not at the very beginning. Like, I don't want that to be the icebreaker. And a good icebreaker might be that you're from Southern California. So I assume you've been on the tarmac at LAX. So you can ask what, what's it like, you know, what do you, what are your memories from the tarmac? Because I only have happy memories. It's usually coming back from Hawaii or a nice little Canadian getaway, you know, something like that. And that, that whole situation was wild. I, I was, I laughed so hard. And so just the irony of this all coming full circle is just, uh, I, I actually, I, I was getting my haircut yesterday and I brought up Joey Freshwater. So that was not everybody knows about Joey Freshwater these days. And I think that's a story that everybody should know. I think it's important. That's true. That's true. Well, why don't you share your version <laughs> of the Joey Freshwater story? I, I, I'm not trying to get myself in trouble uh, with my new place, but I can say a, a, a Google search will lead to some chuckles. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, have you ever been to Mississippi before? No, the most south I've ever been is Texas. You're in for a wake up. That's uh, as somebody on uh, our Ole Miss Facebook page said he's going from 7,000 feet elevation to 90% humidity. I was like, well, that's one way of putting it, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Mississippi is the Oxford specifically. I'm, I'm blanking because I've, I've had some blank memories from my time spent at Ole Miss on the campus as a high school student trying to get recruited to go to Ole Miss just as a student. They're intense down there. It's a good time. If no, I, uh, you're considering colleges, yeah. but you want a, you want a college degree that's worth about as much as a fishing license, look into Ole Miss students. Hey, man, they, uh, they like to have a good time, and I heard it's, it's a good place for someone my age, so I'm excited. The Grove is definitely legendary. But you'll be working, so that'll be that'll be tough. But uh, so, what what's your most what are you most excited about in terms of covering Ole Miss aside from Lane Kiffin and his entire show? I've had moments recently where I realize that I'm going to be like at Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, and like I'm going to be going to these stadiums that I've been watching on TV since I was in high school. And just the realization that I'm going to be like there at those, you know, atmospheres. Um, it's kind of surreal. Like I've, I've, I think it's kind of hit me, but it's going to hit different when I'm at a full stadium of, you know, 90,000 crazy rabid fans. I mean, you know, the SEC just means more, of course, um, but, uh, I, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I covered, you know, PAC 12 stuff when I was a student at SC, 
uh, this is a different beast. It's, it's, you know, there's a, a different level of intensity, no matter how good a Pac-12 team is. Uh, I'm just so excited to go to all these places that, you know, I watched, used to watch Uncle Vern Lundquist call and um, it, it's, yeah, I, it's, that's, that's something I'm really excited for just to go to all of these places that I've, you know, I used to like the, the closest I would ever get was playing in like NCAA football. And now I'm actually going to like finally get there like that. That's I think going to be the coolest thing for me at first. And what, what a first year to experience that. Uh, everyone coming back, the anticipation, the excitement, it's going to be, it's just going to be insane. Yeah, I mean, I think you, well, it's under the assumption that they didn't go hard last year, which I think <laughs> so I saw, they didn't really take last year. Uh, they, they took last year off like partway because they had to. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's going to be wild. The anticipation, um, you know, not having to worry about having games canceled day of or day before, um, you know, I mean, there were teams that played like there are SEC teams that played like eight games or like nine games, which is just kind of bizarre. Um, I think Texas A&M finished like nine and zero or whatever it was, um, or nine and one. Um, so it's no, it, it's exciting. And, you know, I think the other thing I'm excited to is uh, assuming that, you know, we're going to be doing face-to-face stuff again. Um, you know, we haven't, it's been a year and a half since I've done that with, with Wyoming athletes. And I'm excited to be able to do that, you know, obviously with a new set of athletes, but you have to make those connections and get those, those kind of personal anecdotes. You know, you guys know that, you know, my favorite thing to do is those kind of in-depth feature stories. And it's a lot harder to do those when, you know, you're talking on Zoom with a group of, you know, 15 other people. And, you know, I'm hoping <clears throat> that it's that, you know, I'm not expecting to get all the one-on-ones I, I want uh, at Ole Miss, but, you know, just at least being able to shake somebody's hand and, and look them in the eye and, uh, you know, kind of build that, that connection. Uh, I'm excited to start doing that again, too. Everybody knows about Lane Kiffin and the character that he is but an underrated character on the campus at Oxford is Kermit Davis, the head basketball coach for the men's team. He was the coach at middle Tennessee state. I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, the university of Arkansas. Little Rock is also in the Sunbelt in the Sunbelt conference with middle, middle Tennessee state. So I remember many times sitting behind the bench of middle Ten- of middle Tennessee state. Wow just struggling to say words today and that guy is so intense and just like he throws these tantrums on the sideline it looks like he's wearing a hairpiece he but I don't think he is and like I'm excited for you to experience him in that SEC environment because none of the SEC basketball teams are that good but they all think they're the best yeah no I've I've heard really good things about him. Um, one of my, uh, I think the story that I need to chase down, like sooner rather than later, is I have to catch up with Marshall Henderson because if we're talking about characters, uh, boy, that guy. <laughs> uh, he made a lot of friends during his time at Ole Miss. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think the basketball thing is it, obviously I think it's because it's closer to football season. Uh, that's kind of what's what's on my head. But yeah, no, SEC basketball is going to be wild, and like, yeah. You know, other than the, uh, you know, occasional Cal Perry, Kentucky team or like a Tennessee team that inevitably falls apart in like the Sweet 16, um, you know, the SEC teams are okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm excited for that. It's, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be a different animal and I'm excited to, to, to go to these venues and, you know, see these crazy fans that I've been making fun of on TV for all these years and actually like be among them. I have to ask though, what, what was your favorite game that you did cover during your time in Laramie or away from Laramie favorite UW game that you covered? Uh, let's see. I would say probably the Arizona Bowl, um, just because it was very heavily like Wyoming fans at, at that game. And, um, you know, they had, you know, obviously context is important for this one. Uh, you know, they had, you know, Sean Chambers had been out for a while. They had the offense had kind of scuffled for four games. They went like one and three or whatever it was over their last four. And then they get to this bowl game and just explode. And you could just like feel the fans excitement and, and seeing that, you know, timing has never been my thing. My like second game was when Sean tore up his knee. Um, and so, um, you know, I think they, they started, I got here and they were four and two, I think. And then, you know, I'm the kiss of death, of course. Um, and so, that, you know, obviously it didn't end uh, as it started. And, you know, I think the expectations were so high uh, when, when the, that season started or as it kind of got going. And um, so just to kind of see them kind of get that fire again and just see fans so excited and, and that, you know, uh, it, it, it carried over. I think everybody thought that 2020 was going to go a little bit different on a lot of levels than it did. And then, you know, not just to having a season canceled and then come back and, uh, but, you know, Sean breaking his leg on the third play of the game or whatever it was, uh, you know, they were kind of behind the eight ball from the start, but that Arizona bowl was when I really like understood why, you know, what, what Wyoming football means to fans, because I, I could see it, I could feel it. And I, I could, you know, there's just something about being around that sort of like atmosphere that just gets you excited and just you can't help but smile. And I, I would say that whole experience was was pretty rad. Obviously, you won a big award here writing for Wild Sports this year. But what's something that has brought a smile to your face, you know, from something that you've done with Wild Sports? Uh, I would say it actually happened. There's two, um, both fairly recent. One was my, uh, my converse. I, I got like a, a sit down zoom call with Josh Allen and Tanner uh, Gentry and Jacob Hollister. And, and Josh is a pretty hard guy to get these days. Uh, you know, one-on-one -on -one, like, you know, Jim Rome doesn't get him as long as I did. You know, I got them half an hour, just us. Um, and, and being able, you know, you, you don't get that unless one Josh wants to talk to you because, you know, Josh can say no to whatever he wants. He's, he's Josh Allen at this point. Um, but, you know, two, he always wants to talk about Wyoming and just his passion for everything that he did here in this town and seeing Hollister's passion and, and, and Tanner's passion, um, you know, it, it was it was one of like the funniest conversations I've had because they were like little kids teasing each other. Um, and just, you know, saying some things that I'm sure the bills don't want me or the, the bills were probably like, eh, maybe don't say that one. Uh, I, I did keep there. And there were a couple that made the story that were appropriate, but there were some that were just like, 
it was just a bunch of buddies just like you know sitting around and, and chatting and i don't know i think that sometimes we um we get so caught up in wins and losses and numbers and stats and all that stuff that we we forget that like these are people not that much younger or older depending where you are than us and obviously they're in a very different place you know josh can throw a football out far than all of us and you know they, they they can do things that we can't but they are still people and i that's something i've always kind of focused on is, is the human aspect of of how you know athletes kind of function and just having that conversation with them it really made me realize like wow like these are actually just like these are just you know 24 25 year olds just and i know they're really good at football and they're millionaires but um they like to have fun and reminisce about their college days like they're just normal people and that was a moment where i was like man like this is why I do it. It's to get those human interactions. It's, it's to kind of dig deeper and see that, you know, they go through stuff just like us. It's just, they make a lot more money doing it, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's um, that, that was a really cool one to, to really kind of get that personal interaction. Cause you know, you see Josh Allen on TV and he's like this untouchable, like being at this point. And then you sit down with him and he's just a normal, really funny guy. I mean, he's hilarious. Uh, he was, he was making everybody crack up. Um, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he, he was making fun of his double chin, his own double chin. Uh, he, he thinks he's overweight, I think, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, he was it, it, just to get those sorts of things is awesome. The other one uh, I would say, um was i got a random twitter message from somebody that didn't follow me and that's always like oh man what does this person want uh no i'm not gonna venue i'm not gonna venmo you anything and uh yes <laughs> but no it was it was actually a um a sports a blind sports broadcaster um who wanted to chat with me because he he said that um my stories allowed him to see games and that hit me really hard. Um, Cause that was like that. That's how, you know, you're doing your job when, when somebody who quite literally can't, you know, see the action, you know, get your story, uh, you know, listen to your story and, and get the images I, I that was uh you know the trophies and all that stuff are really cool but that one really kind of uh that one made me smile and and made me think that you know maybe i'm i'm hard on myself um but that one made me think that i'm doing my job okay well on a, on a little bit of a lighter note here how do you feel internally knowing that you're now going to be the main source of Ole Miss information for Jose Canseco. He's still following me. I check once a week because I don't believe it. <laughs> every every tweet of his is just about his car wash. Does he run? Does he own a car he wash? He does, or? and he does like signings there, which is it's really sad. Um, and then it, it, basically every tweet is about the car wash or about how much he hates Alex Rodriguez. The, uh, the car wash with Jose Canseco, it just gives me real eastbound and down vibes. Oh, no, he's he's definitely turning into Kenny Powers. We need an Ashley Schaefer for Jose Canseco. 
You uh, just need to start holding auditions. Have you? I don't like, know. If you've ever seen, but like every every holiday, he'll be like, "Happy Mother's Day to everybody but Alex Rodriguez." And like he does that for every holiday, even when it has nothing to do with A Rod. And it's just I I I laugh so much. It's just, it's the best. I, I I enjoy pettiness and spite. So Jose is definitely my guy. A Rod can be his Ashley Schaefer. I mean, why not? He kind of does have Ashley Schaefer energy at this point. He's hey A Rod's going through a tough one right now. I don't I don't think the uh, the Benefer news is is sitting well with him. He's. He, he just thought, did you see that weird like i think was it a tiktok that he had of like with like coldplay playing in the background of like a month ago and he had like his like j-lo shrine it was like the sad it was really sad i felt i i mean like i didn't feel like that bad but i was like oh man maybe a-rod needs a i think a-rod needs a minute he's having a moment karma is a real thing man i mean uh, that's what happens i guess cheat the system I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if if, if all I'm saying is, you know, Jose Canseco has a lot of issues himself, but if he hates you, then like, oof, <laughs> you, you know, pot meat kettle. Uh, so it must be pretty bad. <laughs> all right, I I want to ask you another uh, UW question here. Who was probably your favorite athlete uh, over the couple years that you enjoyed talking to the most that you uh. You you just enjoyed talking to him um, or her. Um, the easiest answer is Sean Chambers um, because when I first met Sean, um, you know, I, I got here in the middle of a season, and that's always kind of a weird spot to be meeting people on the fly and, and trying to like hit the ground running in that regard, um, and. You know, I think I talked to Sean my first day here and then, you know, he had his injury and we didn't see him again. I think the next time I saw him was, you know, he was at the Arizona Bowl doing some charity stuff um, with the team. And they went to one of the I think it was like I think it was a children's hospital uh, they went to. And and he was one of the guys there. And so I didn't really know Sean all that well. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, it, it, when you are the starting quarterback for a team, it's easy to be kind of guarded. And so I just kind of assumed that, you know, he's probably a private guy. You know, he doesn't know who I am. You know, our conversation was fine the first time. I uh, didn't really think anything of it. But over the last year, um, you know, I, I, did, I talked to him a lot on the phone for stories. Um, and he really kind of opened up. And, um, you know, Sean is a really – he's a really passionate person and he's really genuine. And he's really honest. And, um, you know, when, when he, you know, I, I talked to him a couple weeks ago, uh, for the football magazine and, you know, we, we talked about, you know, kind of the, the not so good place he was in mentally, you know, this past year, um, you know, to have another season ending injury. And, you know, he was open about like, yeah, it, you know, he, it goes through his head. Like, why am I still doing this? Like, what is keeping me going? And you don't hear that a lot from division one quarterbacks. They're usually like, you know, they're usually pretty stoic and to kind of hear that honesty from Sean is something I really appreciated. And, um, you know, over the last year or so, you know, the range of emotions that these guys have had from, you know, Sean's injuries to 
the season being canceled, the season being back, so just everything in between. There's just been so much. And I've always really appreciated Sean's, you know, openness on that end. And, you know, it's funny, like when I posted on Twitter that I was, you know, get take taking my talents to, to, to Oxford, he was one of the first people that messaged me congratulating me. Um, you know, it was Sean and Sean's dad reached out too, saying, you know, thank you for what you've done. You've been really fair with Sean. We, we, we will still be following you. And, and, to, you know, to have guys like that, um, you know, you, you, you don't do this job for, you know, those sorts of reasons, but, um, you know, a guy like Sean who really kind of opened up and was really honest and is he's and Sean's there's a reason teammates love Sean Chambers. It's because he's a good kid. Um, they will take a bullet for Sean. Um, and that, there, there's there's a reason. Um, it's, you know, he's a great player, but he's he's a good dude. And I've just, I really enjoyed all my conversations with him. I, I, I would definitely say Sean was was kind of the the most interesting and kind of best, uh, you know, interview I've had over over the last 20 months or whatever it is. I'll wrap it up here. I've got two quick ones for you. First, what's one thing about Laramie or Wyoming as a whole that you're going to miss when you're not here anymore out West in the perfect time zone of the mountain time zone? Uh, Jokingly, I'd say the buckhorn, but I'm not going to say that. Someone actually already gave me a recommendation for the Ole Miss version of the buck, which I thought was really funny. Uh, Someone who knows both places. Um, which is just like, thanks, man. That's really the first thing I'm looking for here. Um, I, I would say uh, I'm really going to, and this is something I, I didn't really think I would care about when I moved here. I'm really going to miss the people. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, this fan base is so passionate about their team and their state. Um it is very different when there is only one university in the entire state. Everybody rallies around it, no matter where you are. And, you know, seeing the passion from fans, whether it's in response to an article or response to tweets, you know, whatever it is, I've just really appreciated the you know, sometimes friendly banter, sometimes getting mad online, uh, people reading stuff and sharing it. I, I've really appreciated their, their passion. And it's very, you know, I know every, you know, fan base is passionate to an extent, but um, there's the Wyoming passion is just different. And I, I really appreciated that and the way that, you know, I was embraced really quickly here. Um, I, if we're being honest, you know, I, I never thought that, you know, I would feel like I fit in as well as I do. And obviously, you know, sometimes I try to stick out like a sore thumb wearing all my USC and Dodger stuff. Um, that's usually the big giveaway. Um, but people just welcomed me in and they appreciated my work. And I, I felt like I, you know, like I've lived here for, you know, five or 10 years. It's, it, I mean, it, I know it's only been 20 months, but in some ways it feels like it's been forever. And I think so much of that, is because of the people and, and just how warm and welcoming they are. I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing I miss. In, in other funny news, though, I was wearing a USC sweatshirt yesterday. I went to the Human Bean, and the guy was like, "Hey, is that a Silver Creek High sweatshirt?" And I was just like, "No, man, come on." They do play like a high school team sometimes, but no. So that that was that was humbling. I, I needed that. That that's cold. 
That's cold. All right, quickly, quickly, what is your prediction? You've been working on the football magazine. What's your record prediction for the fall for UW? I thought about this yesterday. I couldn't fall asleep last night, so this is naturally what came to my stupid head. Nine and three. Call nine, nine and three. three. All right, we'll write it down. We'll we'll chalk it up. If that's on the money, we're gonna have to have you on the podcast again. Come bowl season, but nine and three—that's lofty. I love it. I, uh, I love assuming it's a big assumption that people stay healthy. Um, I think this could be a special season for them. I really do. Well. Michael Katz, everybody. It's his grand finale on the Wild Sports podcast here. His swan song as a Wild Sports writer himself. So we really appreciate you coming on pretty much anytime we asked you. You're always available. I, I'd like to say I could call you a friend. I really have enjoyed getting to know you, learning more about USC and their humble, humble humble place in college football right now but uh michael katz everybody just i I can't we're gonna miss him on this podcast really appreciate everything from you and have always enjoyed your your writing and we'll certainly be following you down down there in the great state the great state of mississippi Uh, you guys are the best i've i've appreciated it all I, 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 as, I, as you can probably tell, I like to talk. So this is, I'm, I will never turn down that conversation. I will never turn down an opportunity. Uh, but no, it's, I, I, I appreciate you guys and what you do. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person that, uh, you know, loses contact with people. Um, I, I, I'm going to be, you know, Wyoming's always going to have a place in my heart and, and wild sports and, and you guys, I'm, I'm going to keep following you and you're probably going to see me uh, online more than you'd like. You might have to mute me at some point cause I'm annoying, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll stick around cause uh, you know, you guys and, and this whole, this place means a lot to me. So thank you for everything. That That's very nice of you to say. I really appreciate that. As always, you can follow Michael Katz on Twitter. He's talking about his online activity. He fires from the hip on on the Bird app, at Michael L. Katz. You can follow myself, David Graff, at Mr. David Graff, and Robert at R. Munoz 307 on Twitter. He's always holding it down for the Cowboy State 307, baby. Well, appreciate everybody who's listened to this podcast. Appreciate everybody who has gotten to know Michael Katz along with us. We we're going to miss him. It's not, you can't really say much more than that. That boils everything down into a nutshell or a crawfish boil as Michael Katz will learn all about those hopefully soon here. Oh man. Bringing up all sorts of Oxford memories thinking about Mississippi. All right. If you want to throw us a few shekels on the podcast, that's always appreciated. We always love seeing that trickle in. And I'll just send it right here. Shout out to Shakewell for the music. And we'll talk to you next week. Be safe this 4th of July. So smooth, but
Shout out any suggestions, baby 